Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood, tips and tricks, products we love, and brands that we can't live without. Let's get into it. Club Tropicana drinks are free. <laughs> Is you singing this week? <laughs> I've got a hot tub in my garden at the moment. Oh, I'm so jealous. Oh, my God. It literally has suddenly transformed the house into some sort of like um, crazy Ibethan pool party. Um, it just it like, you know, there's nobody here drinking. There's no champagne being sprayed everywhere. But um, it suddenly just got really exciting. The kids were like, oh, my God, oh, my God. They didn't want to go to school. So... Um, um, yeah, it's just lovely. Obviously, it's Kit's birthday, so we thought, why not get a hot tub in? Mainly for Definitely. us. Definitely. What every three-year-old wants for his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> get them to bed and then get in the hot tub. Exactly. No, do you know what? Jokes aside, I know so many like parents over the last year who've hired hot tubs for kids' birthdays. I feel like it's the thing to do because actually yeah. the kids do love it, but it's so nice Like in the evening. Like, I think we had one when must have been maybe this time last year right. and um it's so nice just in the evenings just yeah. to like just to get in even if you're not like having drinks or anything you know just to relax it's actually yeah. so nice so nice bit I'm of very, romance very bit of romance, romance fairy likes who knows what i won't oh. be documenting that part no please don't she probably would you probably would <laughs> as well wouldn't you i do need to give a special <laughs> shout out to love surrey hot tub hire um Basically, do you remember the lady from um, Le- Love Let? I think Letter Love Beads. Um, yeah. Annette. She started yes. this business during lockdown where she was making these really beautiful stacking bracelets. Um, her husband Phil is a firefighter, and he's been doing it for like twenty years. And they were just like, do you know what? We need to. He 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 just had enough. He was like, I need to branch out. What can we do? He's a lovely guy. And they decided we'll, we'll buy five hot tubs, and they're just renting them out to people all over the place in London and sort of the surrounding areas. So I think it's about 200 quid for the weekend. Um, so good. Definitely check them out because the service has been amazing this morning. He was so great with the kids, like really explained the whole thing. And yeah, as you know, we love to support small businesses. So yeah, let's give him a shout Absolutely. out. And happy birthday to Annette it's her birthday today. So I need to Oh, happy Yay! birthday, Annette. <laughs> um, so today, George? we oh, I mean, today we are answering the question questions um with absolutely no judgment obviously but just the questions that you feel like you can't ask your friends so Mm. we're gonna answer them for you um I'm a bit nervous about this one are you (laughs) no I'm not I well no I am I am nervous I I haven't had a good read through so I just don't know what's gonna come up 
Okay. Well, we're gonna uh, we're gonna answer them openly and honestly as we always we do, will. and we'll keep it like Georgia said. We're gonna keep it completely anonymous. So yes, absolutely. let's go for it. George, you want to kick us off? Yeah, I'm gonna kick us off. This is a common theme actually throughout the questions, and this is one question that I did look at last night, and I ask some of my friends as well to input so lots of you have uh, like are asking how often do you have sex with your partner I'm exhausted come bedtime with a toddler another one saying exactly the same how often do you actually have sex after having two kids um I mean there's there's so many questions around this yes um so George I mean well no yeah so what I did was I asked my friends who've got kids so I thought we could get like a broad spectrum of yes. answers yes. on them and some of them it actually really surprised me so the ones who've got younger kids so like under one seem to do it a little bit more so maybe like once a week they okay. do it um to I thought the ones who had older kids would be doing it more, but actually, actually <laughs> one of my friends said her son is a cock block um, <laughs> because he doesn't go to bed till nine o'clock now. So she's like, well, hardly ever now because we're never without the kids. So it really mm. varies. But I think on the whole, across all of them, it's about once or twice a month. Once or twice a month? Yeah. Once wow. or every other week is what I'm getting. Okay. As general consensus from like the people I spoke to, um, which I don't know if that surprises me because I guess sometimes I'm in that camp and then sometimes we do it maybe a little bit more. Mm. Um, I think, I mean, I go through phases like we, we've, you know, we've yeah, been together 14 years and I was thinking about it across that time. We've probably been like every day at some points and then at other points maybe yeah like once a month um for so many different reasons yeah and I think there's so much pressure there's so much pressure on like this whole I mean who even came up with this idea that three three times a week like you know three times a week that's a good number like who 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 came up with that who invented that because that's that's what I hear a lot of but I don't hear that from actual friends who are giving me solid facts I just hear it as like a society's view on how many times a week you should be having sex and I think that puts a lot of pressure on couples um I think, like Georgia said, I think it varies and I don't think it's ever the same because your libido goes up and down, your level of tiredness yeah. goes up and down, you know, how much you like your partner goes <laughs> goes up and down. <laughs> yeah. um, and how you feel about yourself, obviously, you know, that's a bit of a roller coaster as well. Um, so I don't think, I don't think it's it's never the same for us. You know, I, yeah. I, I think both you and I kind of, we don't necessarily go into details about our sex life. And I think that that's quite important. I respect Doz or I wouldn't talk about it openly, but I definitely think that Doz has got a higher sex drive than me. And for people that know me, will think that that might be quite impossible, <laughs> but, but it isn't. So I have to manage that with him. And I think, um, you know, I'm very open and honest with him about how I'm feeling. And I will definitely say to him, you know, I'm having a bad week this week, or I don't feel quite right, or, you know, my hormones are over the place, or my sex drive has gone away, or I just don't, I'm too tired. And I'm just very vocal. I think once you stop being vocal with your partner and telling them how you're feeling, that's when the problems can come in, because that's when they start thinking, well, why doesn't she want to have sex with me? Or why doesn't he want to have sex with me? Yeah, absolutely. I was just going to say that. I think, yeah, it's really important to be open where you're at. And the thing is, there is no right number. It's kind of, it's only an issue if you're not on the same wave on the same wavelength which is completely normal I definitely have a lower sex drive than James does for sure um but 
yeah, you just, I just have to manage it being like, you know what, it's really not you. Like it's really not anything Mm. to do with you. I'm, you know, I'm just not feeling it. And the thing is as well, sometimes, you know, they might not be, but you know how that feels to be rejected. You know that, you know that how that feels. It's horrible. Mm. Mm. Um, So I guess, yeah, you just got to keep the communication flowing, I think, with it. Uh, And I will say on this front as well that, when when you have children, suddenly remember the days before children where you used to spend like hours in bed with your partner yeah. or the, the person that you were sleeping with at the time, and there would be like all this lot of lengthy period of foreplay, and then you would go in, and it would just be like, oh wow, this whole experience, I've gone somewhere else, and wow, it's amazing, amazing. And then when you have kids, you're just like, I am fucked. I have nothing else to give, <laughs> but sex breeds sex, and I yeah. think we're not just talking about penetrative sex here. It's like the intimacy of being with your partner and allowing yourself to have an orgasm you know to 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 experience different things sexually to like put your children down uh, you know metaphorically and just have some time for you in the bedroom with your partner is absolutely essential so even if it's like not full-blown sex you don't want to do that you know that level of intimacy I think we sometimes shelf it and we're like oh we'll do it tomorrow we'll do it tomorrow like I find if I leave it till the end of the day and it's kind of 10 o'clock at night I'm just like can you do it in one minute and 40 seconds (laughs) if you can do it in one minute 40 seconds okay so sometimes we have those conversations and that's just more about him um you know we've connected but it's not really like mind-blowing or anything um when other times I feel a bit more like yeah actually I deserve an orgasm and I deserve to be in this moment with this person so I'm gonna make it happen yeah no do you know what as well you're so right about leaving it and I I can't remember where I heard this I know a friend did it like years and years ago but it's it's from a study yes if you haven't had sex for ages and ages and you both want to right you both want to but like Zoe said you're getting to the end of the day and you're both tired or not feeling it there's a there's like an I think it's an experiment or something where you have to do it every day for 12 days it's like a challenge you have to do it and it like it breaks the cycle or something yeah. and like you say sex breeds sex so it, you know if you're in that place then maybe look it up and see because it might just work for you <laughs> <laughs> love that um what was the most shocking body change that you had during pregnancy oh, oh i think God. it was leaking that's so yeah. gross isn't it but no, that really it's not gross georgia but it did shock me you know like just the, the leaking down there like yeah. literally just at any any time as well um that definitely came as a shock first time round second time round was that just from walking or was that sneezing coughing laughing was that pelvic obviously pelvic floor issue yeah mm. i just remember walking around cheltenham um towards kind of the end of pregnancy and I was obsessed with walking and I just I used to have to think about what I was going to wear you know like no light colors and like all that Mm. and that that was a big shock and I don't think anyone ever really tells you about it I mean we all talk about it after don't we like you Mm -hmm. know going on a trampoline or sneezing and but I don't think I was prepared for that all of that before yeah um yeah, that I guess that was the most shocking body change to me. How about you, Zoe? Um, I think mine was how sort of swollen I got. I I don't know whether I must have been retaining a lot of water, but I it was almost a bit like invasion of the body snatchers. It was just like I just remember all of the photographs of me like mm, with this like really puffy face. I obviously had terrible melasma as well during my pregnancy. Yeah. The the pigmentation was oh my gosh. I look back at these photos. Like I actually found a video of me. Because obviously this time three years ago, I was about to give birth and it's me bouncing on this ball. And I really hope no one, I might delete it actually, because it was just, 
I just I can't believe how swollen I got. Um, you know, in the last like month or so, uh, I don't know if you remember any of those photographs, George, or or I don't. So, uh, it was it was quite it was quite bad. Um, so yeah, I look back at those photographs, I just don't recognise myself. You know, some some women get to the end of their pregnancies and they've just still got a really neat bump. I was the opposite. I felt like my whole body, like the little Michelin man, had been puffed up. <laughs> oh god! Oh god! <laughs> um. This is a, this is an interesting one actually. Um, do you ever regret having your kids? Like, really, really miss your old life? I never, ever, ever regret having the children. Not not for a moment. There isn't there isn't a second that I think, oh god, I wish they weren't here. But in terms mm. of grieving my old life, a hundred percent yes. Yeah. And and I'm not ashamed to say that because I think a lot of people go through it. Definitely. Um, for me, it's the freedom. Like I'm such a free spirited person. You know me, George, like yeah. jumping on a plane at any moment and going somewhere or spending all night. You no, know, I'm a wild child. Like I'm, I'm a <laughs> raver. I love being in that environment where it's, it's just me, dance floor, cocktail, like that, that sort of was me for like 15 years, you know, experiencing yeah. some amazing moments. And now, you know, I'm very much at home with the kids, giving them everything. And I love that. And I'm so happy that I've been in this position. I'm grateful every day because for a while I thought I'd never be able to have my own kids. So I don't regret yeah. it, but I definitely, definitely feel a pang of like, gosh, it would just be so nice to have a lie in or just be spontaneous or see my friends more and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I feel I feel a sadness about that, definitely. Yeah, no, I'm the same. And I, I wouldn't say I obviously ever regret having kids, but thinking back, there's definitely been a few days, probably mostly through, <laughs> over the last year, where I've just been walking along and thought, what the fuck have I done? <laughs> like, <laughs> what yeah. the fuck is this you know like what yeah. what is this who am you know, I like when yeah what is this or where you've got like Axel scooting off ahead Gigi stopped and won't come off someone's path and she's picking yeah. up the stones and there's no physical way that I could carry her the scooter the, push the buggy and do everything and I think mm. what is this like what actually what actually is this and I do I, I do think not like oh what would have been if we hadn't have had kids but I do sometimes think that I think God, like, you know, I've got friends and they're just, you know, doing something really fun right now. And here I am. <laughs> doing the laundry just, again. Like, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I do get I do get pangs of it. I mean, not very often, once in a blue moon, but I definitely have those days where I do think, what have I done? Yeah, do you know what I, I think it is? And I completely agree with you, George, actually. It's, it's more, it's not ever really about spending time with the kids because I love, we've got to such a brilliant age with them now, you know, seven nearly eight three and four where they're just you know they've come out of that like really horrible sort of tantrumy stage and we're sort of yeah. past the, you know past the newborn stage and all that stuff so we've sort of got our lives back but for me it's all the shit that comes with it it's yeah. like keeping a house going with like cleaning laundry I feel like I feel like I should be paid for this job because yeah. every time I do another load of laundry, I'm like, I'm doing the fucking laundry again. You know, it's like it, I don't want to. Do, I don't want to spend all my time doing that. You know, it feels no. like a, like a roller coaster, like a treadmill of like hoovering, sweeping, wiping, laundry, folding. Da, da, da. It's just yeah. like, oh my god, I don't want this. I don't want this. No. So that yeah. side of it, yes. <laughs> I've got to earn more money. That's what I've got to do. Oh, <laughs> Somebody else is going to help me. Exactly. Yeah. How to cope with in-laws that don't have any bond, make no effort with my little boy. That's hard. Difficult. That's really difficult. I don't have experience of 
that. Um, you, you, you've got two really involved, um, you know, yeah. parents-in-laws. Well, yeah, parent we have like my parents, parents yeah. and yeah, and my in-laws are both. I mean, my in-laws are probably less so, but that's only because they've got more grandchildren. Do yeah. you know what I mean? I'm the only child on my parents' side, so they're you know they really want the bond. Sometimes I have to be like, Dad, can you please stop calling me? Can you please stop FaceTiming me? Like, <laughs> really? Um, but yeah. Oh, this is this is really tricky and I guess have you had a conversation like with your mm. you know your husband to kind of find out why that might be like mm. I think something you get two types of parents don't you and I was talking to my friend about this the other day like when do you become that parent who wants to look after someone else's child because that's essentially what you're doing isn't it when you're looking after your grandchildren and doing everything like my mum and and this girl's mum will come in you know and do everything like you say like help with the laundry and help with the cooking and help with the kids I wouldn't do that for someone else right now do you know what I mean I couldn't think of anything worse than doing that for someone else No, but that's because your children haven't had children yeah but but I I think you get you you probably get two types of of grandparent where they think right I've ha- I've done that I've had that time and now this time is for me um you know mm. I've had my children and and not that they don't want to be involved but they don't want that you know all encompassing yeah. every every part of it um and it's yeah it, it, it's it's a really tricky one I think you I think you were right when you said have you had a conversation because mm. for me I would go straight to my in-laws and say listen this is a really special time and I really want you to form a bond with them to spend more time you know with with my son your grandson you know can we figure out whether it's like a morning a week or I don't even know if that is something that that, that they would consider doing but I think sometimes it has to come from you because there is yeah. there are like murky waters when it comes to grand grandparents and grandchildren because yeah. on one hand you want them to be involved but on the other hand you want them to do what you you know, stick to your rules and kind of yes. bring them up in your way, but they've got a different relationship with them. So I think mm. sometimes some people can think about treading on toes and they think it's a bit awkward and therefore they don't engage. Um, I, I've got a, a, like a very different setup because obviously my mum doesn't live in this country. My yeah. dad's not around anymore. So I, you know, I don't rely on Luna and Kit's grandparents for anything on either side, nothing. Because my mum sees them once a year. And when we go to Kenya, it's like, you know, she loves spending time with them. But it, she, she's not the grandmother to be like sitting on the floor playing with them for hours yeah. or taking them off to do because because she's got all of her own stuff going. And she made it very clear to me that she was like, this is my life, my time. When my dad died, mm. I'm going to do my stuff now. She has an amazing life over there. And so I, I've taken the emphasis off her being an engaged grandma, even though she loves them. And like, I don't want mm. to hurt her by this because she's she's a fantastic grandmother when she's with them. But day to day, it just doesn't happen. On the other side, we had a very involved grandma on Paul's mum, Doz's mum. And there's lots of stuff going on there as well where, you know, she's got some stuff tied up in her relationship with Doz and how she feels about him. And I think that's affecting her kind of pattern of being able to be their grandparent because of her own Mm. stuff with her own son. I think it's a really, really complex one. It is. And I think you're right there, Zoe, as in... There isn't a one size fits all how a grandparent should be. Mm. And I think you maybe need to find out what relationship they want to have. Mm. You know, they might just, as you say, Zoe, they might think, oh, actually, a morning a week to ourselves where you're not there. And, you Mm. know, we can 
do fun stuff that's perfect that's all we want yes um and yeah i guess it's just fun. yeah it's finding out what works for all of you guys mm. um but definitely a tricky one this one actually i i'd quite like help with this best contraception post babies well, what are you doing not nothing oh for goodness sakes georgia <laughs> what do you mean the withdrawal you know technique you're gonna get pregnant again <laughs> Do not follow George's advice. Um, don't follow my <laughs> advice. Exactly. I need help with this. And you know what? My mum and my nan used to work in family planning, so they would be so ashamed of me. Um, there's no judgment tricky. here. There's no, 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 no. Exactly. Of course there's not. I'm just, that's my own judgment on myself. Um, I tried natural cycles. Has, have you tried that, Zoe, before? it's no. You take your temperature every day. I think Dr. Zoe, when she came on the podcast yes. the first time, mentioned it. And I, I bought it and I, I did all the tracking and everything. And then I Googled it, started reading all this stuff, like only do natural cycles if you don't mind if you get pregnant. And I thought, hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's that's not for me. Yeah. But it works for so many people. So that is something to look into. Um, a lot of my yeah. friends have the coil um, and they love it. Maybe that's something to consider. Well, somebody else said marina coil. Um, yes. So I had the coil fitted and it didn't work out for me. This was pre-babies, but I right. just basically spotted for eight months. It was just a constant. Some people get on with it really well. There's a hormonal coil and then there's a copper coil, I think. Yeah, no hormones. Yes. Yeah. So it, I think it depends on what you want to do. Some people are adversely against taking hormones and they don't want yeah. to do it. So the contraceptive pill, the contraceptive pill worked for me for a very long time but obviously you're having to take hormones I don't have a problem with that um but it, yeah, and then I think the coils are a really good option, but it can be a bit painful. But then if you've been through childbirth, let's be honest, nothing's as painful as that. Um, so yeah, there's definitely things to explore, but you should definitely have a conversation with your with your GP or somebody in your life that's got that medical background to give you the advice on it. Um, yeah, yeah. Georgia, Georgia, you need I need to, to do that. I just out. feel like I'm scared of the pill. That's all it is. Mm. I was on the pill for years and years and years. And um, as soon as I came off of it, my skin went mental and I feel like I've done all that. Do you know what I mean? I've been through that. I don't want to have to do that again. I hear you. How to deal with friends who see motherhood as life being over. I'm a new mum and I'm loving it. Great. I love that. that. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, I loved it too. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, So I think my advice to you um, is to say to them, every time you hear comments or they make comments about it, they're going through their own stuff with it. They're either going through, you know, feelings of sadness around their own life. They're exhausted. You know, it's, they may not be getting support from people or partner, you know, that that is all about them. That is not about you. And I will always say this, never let anybody else turn down your light. Don't let anybody else try and dim you because you are having the most amazing experience as a mother. And that is something to be celebrated. So if you, if you, you can say nothing and you can sit there and smile, or you can say, guys, I absolutely love being a mum. And can we talk about that as well? (laughs) That's what I was going to say. Don't be afraid to say that because actually I think, especially in friendship circles, you can all, you you can kind of all mold into the same thinking and everyone just kind of goes along with it. And you might find that some of your friends are just not saying the good because Mm. they don't want that, you know, they don't want to be seen as not bragging, but you know what I mean? Sometimes it's hard if someone's having a really hard time and moaning about something to then be like, Oh, you know, I don't, I don't, feel like that I'm really enjoying it mm. um so I think we need to hear all sides of you know being a new parent and that's 
the good and the bad um yeah. so definitely just just do you carry on yeah that sounds agreed. wonderful <laughs> <laughs> feel really embarrassed by lack of friends oh don't feel embarrassed no that's no that's hard oh my god all these people that have yeah. got all these friends like oh i've got friends over you only need a soulmate you only need like georgia was my only friend <laughs> You know, I've obviously got my my best mates, but none of them had had kids. Georgia was my like, you were my like shining light. You were. We only had each other in Cheltenham, didn't we? We We literally had like no one else. One year, two of us. One year, we were just chatting at each other. Um, Yeah, and it's. Do you know what? Actually, thinking about it, just mentioning Cheltenham, and I've moved around a lot. And I have moved to places and I've known absolutely no one when mm. I first moved there. And actually going into work, especially like I've, I've always worked wherever we've lived and kind of when you're talking about plans at the weekend, you know, I, I don't have any friends mm. where we've just moved. So mm. I can't, I'm not doing, you know, I wouldn't be, oh, I'm meeting up with my friends because I hadn't made them yet. We, you know, we just moved somewhere yeah. and I get, I feel, I, I, I completely understand where you're coming from, but it's one of those things that I think you have to just be open about, you know, that what's, you know, what's the reasons? Are, are there reasons like, you know, your friends have moved away or, you know, you've moved to a new place. There's always going to be something. And the thing is, if you're open and honest about stuff, people will be more inclined as well to introduce you to people. Yeah. Um, I know from where we've just moved, like some of the school mums, they, you know, lots of them knew each other. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, we've just moved to the area. We don't really, we don't really know anyone around here. We we only moved here in December. And even just saying that, they're like, oh, you should come to this and meet so-and-so because they, you know, they used to work in this industry. Um, And I think there's there's absolutely nothing to be ashamed of if you're looking to make friends. Yeah, I I love that. There's nothing wrong with that. I love, I'm all, and, Oh, gosh, I'm the same as you, George. Like I've made since moving out to where we are, I've made like three really nice friends actually, um, who've got nothing to do with my life in London. They've got nothing to do with my friends from Kent or Kent, like just completely separate. You know, since having the kids and them starting school and going to a baby class out in Guildford, I met one of my closest friends, Hannah, and it's really lovely. But I was all I was always the one that had like a little bit of a desperate friend sign above her head because <laughs> I just like making connections. I like ma- yeah. meet, meeting people, and I'm. I'm not afraid to say, do you know what? I'm a bit lonely. I don't know anyone. Should we go and grab a coffee? It's almost like asking. Yeah. So I loved asking men out on dates on the tube. That was my like. <laughs> that was my thing when I was living in London. Like, if I saw a cute guy, I just marched right over to him and be like, "Hey, I know we're in a stinky underground, but I fancy grabbing a cocktail." And um, it generally worked out okay. Um, it worked well. Good it, success rate. It's kind of the same thing. Just pluck it the courage is. up and just ask somebody for a coffee. Um, you, you will find that that person generally is also feeling a bit lonely and wants a friend too. Exactly. Failing that, we'll meet you and we'll go for coffee with you. We will, exactly. And also, do you know what? All the peanut app, the peanut app, yeah. what's the other one? Mush. Mums, there's so many. And that just puts into perspective how many other people are in the same boat. So we'll be back right after this. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Vernon Kay. And I'm Holly Mackay. And we're here to tell you about our brand new podcast, Parenting Past the Pandemic, brought to you by Aviva. Yes, we're going to be delving into a whole heap of parenting topics from the generational gap to online safety. And some of the big topics which have come up through the pandemic, such as helping to manage our kids' anxieties and how we can affect the world they'll grow into. Parenting Past the Pandemic. Find it wherever you found this podcast. Welcome back. Now, where were we? Does anyone actually wash their bras as often as you should? (laughs) That's a fucking brilliant question. How often are you supposed to? How often has society said we should wash our bras? I don't know is the answer to that. Judgy James is always telling me off for how much I put my bras in the washing basket. Um, I reckon I probably get about four or five wears out of my bras before I wash them, if I'm completely honest. I reckon that's about right, Zoe. I think that sounds about right because you shouldn't actually wash them that much. Um, because they lose their, like, that's why you have all the hooks on the back of the bra. Yeah. Um, I mean, unless they're white ones and they look a bit crusty, I'm like, yeah, unless I've got fake tan on them. Yeah. Yeah. Unless I've got fake tan on them or, like, yeah, they just look a bit manky. Pants every day, socks every two, (laughs) bras when I can be (laughs) off. There we go. There you've had it. Head of laundry in the Doran Jones household. Um, did either of you have gender disappointment now we've covered this with the wonderful ashley james who was the first person ever to talk about gender disappointment on the podcast and i loved the conversation because i loved how bold she was about it me too um i didn't have gender disappointment but i definitely didn't bond particularly well with um second bump and I was more concerned about how Luna was feeling rather than like forming a bond with Kit. Um, I knew yeah. that Kit was a boy, so I found out straight away and I was absolutely over the moon about it. But it was more about, you know, I was so concerned that poor Luna this, poor Luna that. She's, and it's just like, what was I thinking? It was crazy. 
What about you? Did you feel... No, I was just thinking about it. I, I didn't have gender disappointment. Um, I think I thought Axel was going to be a girl. So when we found out he was a boy, I was like, oh, oh my God. I, you know, you just don't yeah. picture it. You yeah. just, I wasn't disappointed. I just had... That's not what I pictured. Um, but in a weird way, I was thinking about it. If Gigi had been a boy, I spoke quite openly about how I wasn't even sure if I wanted to have another child and it kind of just happened it took me a while to get my head around and weirdly when she when I found out I was having a girl I almost felt relief which is weird because I'm not saying that they're going to compete with each other if they're boys but in my head there was that thing like you say so of not wanting to ruin what I had with Axel and I felt like if I had another boy then maybe that then there would have been this thing of comparing them and the and that's so wrong it's so wrong to do that because it really doesn't matter um but I did I I almost felt like when when I was having a girl I was thinking oh that's a relief because an axle won't feel like left out because she's a girl which is just ridiculous but yeah but you have such such strange thoughts and um when especially when you I guess you have a surprise pregnancy Mm -hmm. um I think you go through yeah a lot of different different feelings and weird things come up but honestly now (laughs) you look back on it you're like yeah I'm like what what was what was I even thinking um but I think people do do have gender disappointment and it's a it's very real a very real thing and also really difficult as well um to navigate as friends yeah yeah and also again we go back to like people conditioning you on what you can and can cannot think oh you can't say that because x y and z oh you're just so lucky to be pregnant and you know what that's fine and absolutely but these are your thoughts and feelings if they come up that's that's they're valid they need to be spoken about and you need to be able to share it with somebody that understands it it is a thing gender disappointment is a thing yeah it really yeah definitely feel it that's okay and also by the way you can't process all your feelings unless you're able to talk about them in in an arena that's safe so that you can process it and think okay I did have a bit of gender disappointment but I've got an amazing I don't know boy or girl now and I love that baby and great like yeah people need to cut people a slack some slack yeah exactly (sighs) exactly now this one's this one's my speciality i'm in the middle of two best friends who have fallen out help how do i support them oh go on then well only because i just love a conversation (laughs) so if it was me i would get both of them in a space where we could be together outside in a garden and i would i would call them both and say right i've had enough of this we are best friends, the three of us. We do everything together, whatever your setup is. Give them all of that and say, we've got to fix this and sort it out. And I would be a bit like, to be honest with you, I'm not prepared to stay in the middle of this. So if we can't mm. figure it out, we've got a real problem. I would be like, I would be throwing my toys out the pram at this point. And I would yeah. try and you, you're going to have to act as the mediator to be like, right, what are your problems? What What's happened here? X, Y, and Z. You know, can it, first question is, can it be fixed? Can it be sorted? If it's, if it's something like, you know, one of them slept with the other one's husband, maybe not. But um, if it's, if it's kind of something that you can definitely kind of talk out, then I would act as the mediator because you can, you can probably see it from both sides. And I would do everything that you can to try and bring the three of you back together again. That would be my advice. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally agree. Uh, absolutely. It's yeah. just, yeah, about trying to get people back together. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I was just thinking about like falling out with friends. I guess it 
for me, it just doesn't really happen that much anymore. No. Um, and I think when you, you know, when you've been friends with someone for a long time, you kind of, I mean, I don't anyway, like there's certain things about friends who I, I just know, you know, like some yeah. people might, I don't know, be, say the wrong thing sometimes and whereas maybe that would have bothered me before now I just try and let it go yeah. and that might be what's happened with you know your two mates there's something that's always been there that maybe they just need to talk through yep any stay-at-home mums really not enjoy parenting I'm sure there are a lot of stay-at-home mums that don't enjoy parenting oh my god I'm sure. yeah I'm sure there are I mean we can't yeah. hear we can't hear the voices going over here me mm. I don't <laughs> I'm not enjoying yeah. it, but there will definitely be there will definitely be some. So don't think that you're in a minority there. And also, no. you know that people forget about light and dark, about you know the different shades. You can love parenting one day and hate it the next, and that's yes. absolutely fine. Exactly, exactly. Four year old seems to be angry all the time about everything. Is this normal? <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yes, oh, I hope it is. I really hope it is. <laughs> Jeez. Do you know what? I was actually reading after um, Ben Bidwell, the Naked Professor, mentioned about this hormone change in um, children at four years old, and I Googled it. And there's like some, there's some obviously differences of opinion. And one of the things I was reading was like, at four years old, like they just want to be running around, um, you know, t- climbing trees like making, independent just, you know yep. just doing stuff but our society and the way we parent is telling them to sit at the table and be quiet and you know line up in the playground and all of those things and it's that shift it's usually four years old is usually when that shift happens between being like oh they're just a toddler it's fine to them being a child and you expecting more from them so they probably are just a bit cross <laughs> that they're having to kind of yeah do stuff they don't want to do they're pissed pissed. exactly exactly yeah I I really wouldn't worry about it I think it's really normal and with everything else I mean I thought Luna's tantrums would never end I was like this is a problem I mean even Dozza said to me one time like do you think do you think we need to go and see a specialist do you think something's wrong and I was like I genuinely don't I think she's really smart and I think she doesn't she gets very frustrated and I think you know there are certain things that she has trigger points with and that sets her off and you know what it went on and on and on it was like two years of it Mm. definitely but now we've come out of that phase I hate it when people go oh it's just a phase but I think if you kind of say from this moment forward to six months time see how how much they've changed you know there are periods in your life where you might be really angry and really sad or really happy or whatever it is and they're just they're just smaller versions of us but they don't have the emotional maturity to be able to figure it out like we do I mean I don't have the emotional maturity to figure (laughs) it out but you know what I mean (laughs) hemorrhoids when will they ever go away or do they ever oh my god (sighs) they will go away yeah Um, they will they will go away two bits of advice three actually drink drink more water than you've ever drunk in your life so I'm not talking like six glasses of water I'm talking like three liters of it go for it because when you're dehydrated your hemorrhoids will get worse um second one is try and avoid thongs because 
obviously like when you've got hemorrhoids you know in your bum and you're wearing a thong it's really uncomfortable and it's and it can aggravate them thirdly i would go to the doctors and get something it's like a glucose syrup which i have to take every single morning because i have bad problems with my sort of digestion and the way that my bowels fire oh yeah and also just always carry anusol around with you and i was gonna say anusol yeah Yeah, for sure but yeah they will go away good for bums they will (laughs) (laughs) wow that was like an advert i love it (laughs) Good for bums. Their new tagline if you listen and love for yourself. We need to work um, with our new soul because I feel like I've talked about them loads. Yeah. How long does sex hurt after having a baby? I feel like it really depends. Yeah. Um I think after having Axel it was a lot longer than after having Gigi. Um it just I think it really depends. For me, it was probably only a couple of months. Um but it depends how, how you know how your birth's been, how you how you recover. There's so many factors. But if you are worried, I would I would talk to your doctor. Yeah, definitely. Um, Do you not get any pain during sex, G? No, not no. anymore. Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I still do. It's just certain positions, but again, you just gotta you just gotta figure out when it's hurting and when it isn't. And obviously, as Georgia said, if it's been going on for a long time, it has. In my case, I've been to the doctor like three or four times. I've had a scan. I had a small cyst, um, but yeah. Um, also, uh, pain during sex can be to do with lack of estrogen in the body, which was my case. So yeah, I would definitely, if you are worried about it, go and see your GP and just tell them that you want to have a scan to see what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. Want a second baby? Hubby doesn't. He stopped having sex in case I get pregnant. Help. Wow. That's really tricky. Um, Bless you. And I guess the situation James and I were in, James definitely wanted to have another baby and Mm. I really, I really wasn't sure. Um, And it did just happen. And obviously, thankfully, it was, it it was all okay. But I think this is a conversation that happened with so many parents. Mm -hmm. Like some people are happy with one or two or three or whatever it is. And another wants more. Um, And I do think you have to be aligned, but I think you have to kind of go through the reasoning as well. Like why, you know, what's the reason for me? The reason was I was an only child and I was happy with being an only child. That was my reason, but I didn't have any experience of siblings. So James was talking to me about all of the positives of having siblings. Um, and how, you know, and what that could bring. But yeah, I would just, I would just find out what it, what, what the, the reason is. Yeah. You've got, you've got to find that you've got to find out, figure out exactly where your partner is. That would be mm. my first point of call. You've got to have a really open and honest conversation. But what it can't be is you guys stop having sex because if yeah. you stop having sex um, in this environment out of anger, him saying, you know, uh, you're going to, you know, you're full pregnant and I won't want it and all this stuff. Th- th- this this starts to shift into something else. So, yeah. you know, if you guys sit down and, ha- and keep having these conversations and try to get to the bottom of why he doesn't want to and is there any scope on moving it and is it financial is it that he you know just doesn't feel that he can look after another child whatever it is at some point there will have to be some compromise and that might be you saying okay well my husband my partner doesn't want to have another baby therefore I will not put that person through that because what you don't want is to is to fall pregnant and then your partner doesn't you know that that could bring up a whole load of other issues but really it's going to be compromise from you guys to get to a certain place and also people do take a bit of getting used to uh an idea um so yeah talking talking it out talk it talk it talk it out absolutely 
Yeah, I mean, we've got about a hundred more questions. (laughs) (laughs) I loved that. We'll do another one of these because seriously, we we, we just love talking to you guys about about it all. So if there is anything, you know, if there are more more questions up there that you're hopefully answering these ones have kind of triggered something in you to be like, actually, I want to talk about that. We are here and we'll do another one. Thank you. Thank you for creating these podcasts because we couldn't do it without them. No, exactly. Yeah, th- thank you for sending all your questions in and also just for being trusting us with your questions as well. Yeah. And obviously we will always keep them anonymous. Um yes. and let us know what you thought of today's episode because it was a bit of a different one for us. And we have got a bit of a different end to today's podcast, G, because Dr. Alex Richardson from C and G Baby Club uh, is going to be talking us through A2 protein milk and of course the special cows so hang around for that yay all will be revealed so we are very excited because on the podcast today we are joined in partnership with C&G Baby Club by the incredible Dr Alex Richardson. Uh, Dr Alex has had over 30 years of experience in researching the importance of nutrition particularly in children. She's also the founding director of the charity Food and Behaviour Research and she's been pretty busy because she's also written a book. They are what you feed them. She's got a very special interest in A2 protein milk and she's joining us to tell us a little bit more about that and Georgia you actually know about it don't you yeah I do I've tried a2 protein milk a few years ago um when Axel's skin was really bad um he had like a, a really awful flare-up of eczema and you know when you're just literally looking for anything that might help um so we are really big fans of a2 protein milk so I'm really interested to hear more about the science from our expert um welcome to made by mama's Dr Alex oh thank you for having me pleasure to be here So, Dr. Alex, I know that Georgia has obviously used this before, but A2 protein milk is not actually something that I've come across. Um, I've heard it might be good for digestion, uh, but I guess to kind of start us off with, what actually is it? Okay. Well, to explain what A2 protein milk is, most formula milks you'll find and most milk we drink, that's made with regular cow's milk. Regular cow's milk contains two types of protein called A1 and A2 beta casein. Now, what's different about A2 protein milk, it comes from special cows that naturally produce only the A2 type of beta casein. Okay. So that's what it's about. Regular milk has both A1 and A2, but A2 protein milk just has the A2 beta casein. Yeah, I didn't even know that there were special cows. Did you, G? (laughs) No, I didn't. (laughs) What makes them so special, Dr. Alex? (laughs) Well, it appears to be all in the digestion. And initial studies with adults have shown that A2 protein milk may be easier to digest than regular cow's milk. And that seems to be because when we digest milk, and it has to be broken down, A2 protein milk breaks down differently compared to the A1 version. And that's all down to a tiny difference in the structure of the protein. So it's all about digestion. You know, obviously, loads of parents are worried about their kids' digestion. But this A2 protein milk talk is quite new. Is it like a new trend? Well, it might sound new. But in fact, A2 protein milk goes back thousands of years Because there was a time when all cows naturally produced only A2 protein milk. But things change naturally over time. The genetics of the cows has changed and evolved, just as these things do. So nowadays, A2 protein milk is actually less common 
compared to regular cow's milk that has, as I say, both a two protein and a one protein. So to create formula milks for babies made with A2 protein milk, what they do, they just select specially the cows that naturally produce only the A2 protein milk, like all cows used to do. That's all there is to it. It's about choosing the right cows. And if you do that, their milk will naturally be A2 protein milk, which seems to be a bit easier on the digestion. Do you know what? That's so interesting. I feel like, Georgia, we needed Dr. Alex on speed dial when the boys were going through it. Yeah. <laughs> Fascinating stuff. Thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Alex. Obviously, as Georgia said, digestion is such an important topic for every parent. We hear so much about it on Made by Mummers as well. So it's great to learn more about A2 protein milk. It's been really interesting. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. And if anyone wants to know more about it, please visit the website of our little charity. Food and Behaviour Research has a website, fabresearch.org, or C&G Baby Club's website. There'll be some information to point from there. Bro, thank you, Dr. Alex. And, you know, I've learned that there's special cows out there making A2 protein milk, which I didn't know at the start of this chat. Um, but if you do want to learn more about A2 protein milk and why it might be easier to digest, then you can find all the information that you need at cgbabyclub.co.uk. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.